Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. Or, if you are a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all your friends and family. And if you would like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find me on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. And hello, welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. It's 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on Thursday. I don't know what day it is. All right, May 25th. Uh, Welcome back. Uh, We're here again in the... RV studio, the mobile studio. I can move this anywhere in the country at a moment's notice. And, um, but anyways, uh, we're, we, uh, we welcome you back here. Um, as you know, I always have to check to make sure I got everything running. So let's look and see. The uh, recorder's going. Facebook is up and going, it looks like. Looks like everything is going okay there. Oh, we're good there. Yep, we're good. All right, so we're good on Facebook. And uh, YouTube seems to be going well as as planned. Praise the Lord. All right. Well, we're up. We're up and running. So let's get right into it tonight. Uh, we're going to be back in the book of Revelation, of course, and studying back through here. And we will be going through uh, chapters 14 and 15 tonight. Not a quite... Um, not a very long or a lot of stuff to really kind of get into, but more just um, uh, evidence or proof or whatever you want to kind of kind of talk about it, uh, about what this period is meant for. Uh, we're going to see the 144,000 again. So that's going to be neat to look at. And then there's Brother Ken showing up there on YouTube. Talked to you earlier, Brother Ken. Thank you for the encouragement. Thank you for the uh, admonishment in the Lord. And I appreciate you. Thank you for the phone call earlier. It's good to see you on here. So we got just a few, just wait a couple more seconds while maybe some people are filtering in here. I get a drink of my coffee. Tonight, the coffee, uh, this is not a commercial, but the coffee is, uh, let's see. I forget what the name of it is. I think it's Black Rifle Coffee. It's a uh, the Sasquatch. I don't know where they come up with these uh, the names, uh, like a fictitious character. Well, some believe in it. Who knows? But uh, this is a Black Rifle Coffee Sasquatch, and it's fully loaded. So I do not have to work tomorrow. Praise the Lord. Speaking of work, I made it uh, pretty much social media uh, official, even though if you've been on here for a while and you've been following along, you know that I'm going to be retiring next year i made it facebook and youtube and well i guess this is youtube official now and everything like that but uh social media april 1st of next year april 1st of next year uh here on the base um i will be having my retirement ceremony oh it's tactisquatch Tactics Watch, my wife says. Uh, Black Rifle Tactics Watch. <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce that. It's uh, obviously a play on words, but um, anyways, it's good. It's good coffee, and um, again, Black Rifle doesn't pay me a dime 
for that endorsement, but it's a good coffee and it's fully loaded. It's not unleaded. It's uh, fully caffeinated. <laughs> so I don't have to work tomorrow. So anyways, all right, brother Jason is uh, joining us over there, but again, like I said, made it official. So, um, Consider this the invite. I, uh, as we get closer to the time, I'll try to send out invites as um, uh, you know, like like fancy ones. My my wife will take care of all that, <laughs> but uh, we'll we'll send out some invites and everything like that. But it'll be twenty three years and three months by the time it's all said and done. And um, if you'd have told me um, that twenty three years ago that I'd be sitting here after twenty three years of uh, military service. I don't think I would have believed you, but uh, here we are. So that's coming to an end, but that's okay because I'm looking forward to getting back. Um, our plan is to get back with our uh, local body of believers and brothers and sisters in Christ up there around the Hagerstown, Maryland area, more than likely living near Pennsylvania or uh, right over the border in West Virginia. And we look forward to getting back to them uh, and be co-laborers in the faith and uh, up there in that region. My phone is vibrating here. Let's see what's going on here. Oh. Oh, Brother Damaris over there on Instagram is uh, liking some. Hopefully, Brother Damaris is uh, joining us. Uh, that'd be really neat as well. All right, let's get it right into it. We, uh, that's enough time. Let's see, you know, whoever shows up, shows up. But like I said, if you do show up, if you do watch live, make sure you drop a comment and say hello. And um, I would appreciate that. Don't forget, you can always um, watch these on YouTube and Facebook and also on all the podcasting platforms that you can possibly think of. You can listen to the audio version of each and every single one of these podcasts um, there, wherever you like to find your podcast at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries Podcast. Just search for that. And then also, if you want to get in touch with me, the best way to do that is on the, um, I give out the email address. For the uh, for this, the, I don't know for this broadcast. It's let this mind be in you uh, at at yahoo.com, but it's not that. It's spelled. It's not spelled out. It's the acronym of it: ltmbiy at yahoo.com. Once again, ltmbiy at yahoo.com, and I'd love to hear from you. Whether it's encouragement or just want to uh, a little correction or whatever it is, I'd love to hear from you. All right, let's get into it. Uh, Revelation chapter fourteen. Again, more evidence as to what this time period is for. We're going to see these 144,000 once again. We uh, we saw them earlier. Uh, verse number one of chapter 14. And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion. Mount Zion is a it's a very um, well, it's a very Israel uh, centric because Zion is Jerusalem the Mount of Zion, and uh, so anytime you see this, this is very interesting that these uh, the Lamb stood on the Mount Zion, which he will rule and reign from Jerusalem there uh, during the millennial reign, But with, and who's with him here? And with him, 144, excuse me, 140 and 4,000, having his Father's name written in their foreheads. Now, this is fascinating because we just got done talking about in the forehead and in the hand, uh, the mark of the beast last week. We talked about that. But these 144,000 seem to be sealed with the, his name, the Father's name, written in their foreheads. Verse 2, And I heard a voice from heaven as a voice of many waters, 
So you can think of the, the sound of rushing waters, many waters there. And as the voice of a great thunder, and I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. Say that a couple times fast. And they sung, as it were, a new song before the throne. Now, again, as you go back to, um, I think, let's see, I think it's Revelation chapter 4. No, it may be 5. Nope, yes, it's Revelation chapter 5, verse number 9. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book. It's talking about the Lamb. And we've already discussed that. You can go back to... uh, uh, into the past when we talked about those chapters there about how this is very nation of Israel. This is very uh, tribe, tribes of, of the, uh, of Israel. Uh, you know, it talks about the lion of the tribe of Judah, you know, and all these different kinds of things that are very nationalistic to the nation of Israel. But here we go again in, in chapter 14, that they're singing this, a new song. And it says, they sung as it were a new song before the throne. Verse number three, and before the four beasts and the elders, and no man could learn that song but the 144 and 4,000, which were redeemed from the earth. Whatever this song is, no one else can learn it. Now, we're going to get into, uh, when we get into chapter 15, we're going to talk about what is called the Song of Moses, and we'll kind of discuss that here in a few moments. But whatever this song is, it's a, it's a new song, and they're singing it, but only the 140 and 4,000 are able to learn it. Fascinating stuff. In verse number four, these are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men, being the firstfruits unto God and to the Lamb. Now, if you, if you hear the word first fruits, you're going to think, oh, that sounds kind of familiar. It's mentioned quite a few times in, in, the, in the Pauline epistles and other places uh, throughout, but talking about Jesus was the first fruits of the resurrection. Um, <clears throat> I sometimes call the resurrection of the body of Christ the second fruits. Um, his body resurrected, and that's, you know, as Paul says, I believe in 1 Corinthians 15, that as he did, that we can take solace and we know that we will rise from the dead. You know, and that's when he talks about in Thessalonians, the dead in Christ shall rise first and we which are alive remain shall be caught up. That is the, the chronologically speaking, the first resurrection of the dead, the dead in Christ resurrection. And you can go back and watch the video. I talk about the three resurrections, the three judgments that follow and the three rewards from those judgments. If you want to go check that out. But, um, Anyways, uh, this word first fruits. So, what is this first fruits as it were? It, it's the ones that are gleaned first. The you know you think of farming. These first fruits are the ones that are gleaned first from the earth. These are the ones that are sealed first, and maybe the only ones that are sealed at all, because it says here the only people we see really, as I've mentioned, I think before, the only ones that are sealed with the seal of God, and it seems to be in their foreheads, is this one hundred forty-four thousand. Virgin males out of each 12,000 out of each of the 12 tribes. But unto God and to the Lamb, finishing up verse 4, Lamb is used quite a few times. Lamb is the sacrificial lamb. Worthy is the lamb. And all these different kinds of things that are mentioned in the book of Revelation, these have to do with with, with Israel. And Jews would be able to recognize that right away. Because, you know, oh, 
the sacrifices are there. So they understand all that. Um, hey, welcome, Irene from Vegas. But they will be able to understand that, and that's why this language is used throughout the book of Revelation. Again, showing that this, this entire book is a book of prophecy for the nation. Now, once again, folks, we can glean uh, instruction in righteousness. We can also learn from these passages um, and say, okay, you know, how do we live our life? How, what are some things and principles that we can come from this? But when it comes to who this is meant for, the, uh, the postage is on the letter, and this letter is written from God. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ to Israel through one of the, the Israel's remnant prophet, uh, prophets, and by saying prophet, I mean disciples, the disciple John. So you can see how this is all coming together. Let's, let's keep reading, though, in verse number 5 of Revelation 14. And in their mouth was found no guile, for they are without fault before the throne of God. Interestingly enough, it seems as though they are, they are completely without any guile. They're, they're without fault while they're on this earth. This is not something that you and I, even though we should strive to live as, as holy and righteous as we possibly can, we cannot live without, you know, there's sin. There's going to be sin. Paul says, even in this old wretched man that I am, he says, the things I want to do, I find myself not doing. The things I don't want to do, I find myself doing. That's the problem that we have. But it seems like during this time that they were without guile. There's no fault found before them, and they're before the throne of God. It's fascinating, fascinating stuff. Verse number six, And I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation and kindred, and tongue, and people. That's, that's interesting, too. What is this everlasting gospel? Well, this is mentioned a few other times in the book of Revelation, but this everlasting go uh, gospel, this everlasting good news, is that, uh, go back and think about John the Baptist preaching. The kingdom is at hand. Repent. Think about Peter preaching on the day of Pentecost and also Peter preaching in Acts chapter 3 and all these other kinds of things. He's like, hey, the days, the, the, the days of refreshing are coming. The, the times of refreshing are coming. Repent. He's coming. This is the good news. If you can endure, uh, don't take the mark of the beast. And they're preaching this everlasting gospel. It's not a works-based salvation. It's in Jesus Christ, but they have to do some certain things and they can't take the mark and so forth and so on. That's the good news. Everlasting good news is that he's coming. The kingdom is at hand. Look what they're saying. Verse number seven, with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him. Look at it again. Like I said, the kingdom's at hand. Here it comes. This, this is what's going down. Saying, fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment is come. The kingdom's at hand. It's coming. And worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters. And there followed another angel saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen that great city, because she had made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Uh, many people wonder, who's Babylon? What is this mystery Babylon? Uh, a little bit further on in the book, um, it'll give a description of Babylon. And Babylon, I believe, is the Vatican, and Rome, because it's on hills and so forth. So we'll get to that. 
And that's not sitting there saying, you know, like, okay, I'm Italian, okay? <laughs> so, but it's not talking about just the nation of Italy or the, the, the city of Rome, but it has to do with the world religion, the false religion that the Antichrist is going to use through the false prophet. But they're, they're singing, they said, hey, the hour of his judgment's come, you need to repent, you need to just turn and, and hold fast and stand fast and endure because he's coming again. It is a little more time, just a short amount of time he's coming and his wrath is coming. And, and this Babylon, this supposed world power, the one that's supposedly ruling the world at the time, is just going to drink of the, of the wrath. He's bringing wrath because of their fornication. Verse 9, And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God. So whatever this mark is, um, some believe it's a, a chip that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and whatever it happens to be, it's the worshiping of the system of, of man's ways and in a blaspheming of God and saying, we don't need you, God. We have this system, this worldwide system, this world religion where we worship this man that, that rules over us and he does many mighty wonders. And look at this um, man that's with him that, you know, we know him obviously as the false prophet. Look at all the things he did. And look, he even got killed and he rose from the dead. I mean, he surely... They receive this mark, in the, but the warning here is by this angel saying, don't do it. If you worship the beast in his image and receive his mark in, in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. That means it's not going to be diluted. Full wrath of God. Mercy. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest, day nor night, who worship the beast and his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Now, let me, I'm, I just want to address something just real quick. Uh, some people believe, and it's okay if you, if you believe this, but I want you to think about this biblically. Some people believe that, that uh, hell is going to be emptied out at this great white throne judgment, and they're going to get a slight reprieve as they're judged by God Almighty. No, that is not the case. The Bible says here, forever and ever they will be tormented. And if you read further on in the book of Revelation, it says death and hell, the entirety of hell, as they are judged, as they stand before God at the great white throne judgment, their names not found in the, in the, in the Lamb's book of life, all of that, they don't get a reprieve. It's not like they're standing, you know, up in heaven and they're they're somehow not. Uh, I've heard all sorts of things like you will, you know, we'll be standing there and weeping because we'll be able to smell the brimstone off of these people as they stand at the. Come on, folks. Death and hell are cast the entirety of it into the lake of fire, because forever and ever, if they are without Christ, this is why it's so important that we warn every man of the wrath and the judgment that is to come that you don't have to go through this you don't have to be here for this event you don't have to be at that judgment because he has provided the way of escape of all of that but anybody that receives this mark they won't get rest 
not for a day or a night or for a moment, essentially. Verse 12, here's the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Yes, the faith, it's, it's all central in what he says to do, having faith in that and having understanding that the faith of Jesus is the only one that saves. No one comes unto the Father but by him in any dispensation. And the reason why I know that is because when he died, he went to the, to, to the belly of the earth it says that he went down to Abraham's bosom. It says that he led captivity captive. He shed that blood for the remission of their sins, and them all that were in Abraham's bosom was emptied out of there through Jesus Christ and his sacrifice. The one th thing that he did, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. So their sins were remitted at that time. That's what we need to understand now and forever that there's only salvation through Jesus Christ and his work and what he said to do. Have faith in that. Believe by faith that he is the only one that can save you. Believe by faith that your works will not save you. Believe by faith and understand that your sins have condemned you already. You're dead. You're in trespasses and sins. You're guilty of all sins because you've not been redeemed. But through him, Believe on him. Have faith in him, faith in Jesus. And, and faith in what? That he existed? No, that God manifest in the flesh died and shed his blood for the remission of your sins. I believe that, and that is the one way, the only way to salvation. Verse 13, and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Right, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. This is at the judgment of the sheep and the goats later on. And I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and upon a cloud one sat like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. The crown is a power in ruling and reigning, which he will do from this earth. But as he now, he's going to reap, he's going to reap with this sickle and start handing out like great wrath. It's all, remember, it's all been wrath. But now he's going to start reaping with this sharp sickle. Verse 15, another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, thrust in thy sickle and reap, for the time has come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. And he that sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. There's not going to be very many people, I would, I, I mean, there's a vast army that comes against the Lord in the days, but there's not going to be hardly anybody left alive after all this is said and done both believers that are in this time of Jacob's trouble and also those that blaspheme the Lord. Verse 17, And another angel came out of the temple which is in heaven, he also having a sharp sickle. And another angel came out from the altar which had power over fire and cried with a loud cry to him that had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in thy sharp sickle and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. 
And the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. The winepress. This, um, this event right here that it's talking about is the reaping. Again, like I said, this is not chronologically, you know, like you're like, oh, did this skip ahead in time? Yes, it did. This wine press, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a, a firsthand account of, of, and I wish I would have uh, thought about it. I could have pulled up a picture of it, is the Kidron Valley. It's on the east side of, uh, of Jerusalem between the Mount of Olives and the Temple Mount. And this event right here is when, you know, this great battle of Megiddo, this Armageddon, when these armies of the, of the, of the north come down, and as they're coming down, and I looked over the vast valley north of Jerusalem, this huge valley in this, in this, in this uh, area that's up near the Sea of Galilee, this valley of Megiddo, and they're going to camp there, and as they come down, thinking that they're going to take on the Lamb, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, he's going to come down on the eastern part of the city of Jerusalem, on the Mount of Olives, like he said he would. And that is the great sickle that's going to reap this great army. With the word, the sharp sword, the sickle that proceeds out of his mouth. The word of God. And this great wine press, look at this, verse 20, was trodden without the city. That's the city of Jerusalem on the eastern side. And blood came out of the wine press, even unto the horse's bridle, by the space of a thousand and six hundred furlongs. The entirety of the valley, which is a deep, deep valley. But you think of how, you know, a war horse, six, six and a half, almost seven feet at the bridle. And you think about how deep that is and how wide that valley is. And that's how much blood is going to come out of this wine press of his wrath. Shoo. Think about that. So again, this is a, a, an accounting of an event that's going to happen at the end of the time of Jacob's trouble, at the end of the, uh, for lack of a, you know, for a, a term that everybody understands, the tribulation period. The seven year, the Daniel 70th week. At the end of this, this is when this wine press, uh, press is going to be pressed down with these grapes. And when you think of grapes, you think of, you know, the juices that come out of it and that, you know, and you press it down in a wine press and all that, the juice runs out. If you've ever seen a wine press. But out of the north with this vast army, that's going to be the wine, the, the wine press, and it's going to flow through that Kidron Valley at the depth of a horse's bridle. Goodness. When I stood on the Mount of Olives and I overlooked the uh, Temple Mount, when I got the video um, here on the channel, that's one of the things I thought about. I didn't talk about it in, the, in that video, but I thought about that and how deep that valley is, how wide it is. And the fact that almost the seven foot up to a horse's bridle, it's going to be an incredible sight. Verse number one of chapter 15. 
And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them is filled up the wrath of God. Now, again, this is not chronologically. This is going back now to what's going to be known as the seven vials, uh, the, the seven bowls of wrath, uh, judgments that are coming. And we'll talk about that next week. We'll get into that when uh, chapter 16. But um, that's what the event, and this is you know what it's talking about here. <clears throat> and I saw, as it were, verse number two, a sea of glass mingled with fire, and them that had gotten the victory over the beast. You know... My dad was calling. <laughs> he knows better. But anyways, uh, he might have done it on accident. Nope. Hey, let's let's do something different here. <clears throat> well, we are joining me live with my father, who called me on Facetime during during the the podcast. <laughs> no, that's okay. I love you. I'll call you in a minute. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, it's good. Love you. Hello, viewers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Getting back to it. <laughs> uh, I thought maybe I had said something wrong, and he was he was calling to correct me. <laughs> and I was like, "What did I say?" But anyways, he just forgot what time it is. Um, anyways, thanks for praying for him too. Like he got the staples out from his uh, shoulder surgery, so thank you. All right, getting back to this. All right, verse number two. And I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with fire, and them that had gotten the victory over the beast and over his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, stand on the sea of glass, having the harps of God. Again, these harps. This is not us. This is not us going through the tribulational period, not one second of it. It's just not us or, you know, as the church of the living God now, the body of Christ, uh, you know, the revelation of the mystery church, you know, that not, that's, this is not us. This is the nation of Israel, uh, you know, remnant Israel, believing Israel, those that are going through this, this tribulation time, the, uh, the, the uh, 70th week of Daniel, and they got these harps. And it's something very interesting in verse number three. I had to actually look this up because it was the first time I really kind of even, I was like, hmm, what is this? And they sing the song of Moses. Now, I thought that when you look up the song of Moses or something like that, that you're, you're going to find, you know, when they cross the Red Sea. But that's not, they sing when they cross the Red Sea, but they give, you know, worship God and everything like that. So I was like, man, what is this talking about? So there's, I, I started just, you know, researching and looking online and everything like that. And, you know, some people think it's Exodus 15. Some think it's Deuteronomy 32. But it's not so important of what this song is, you know, uh, because, it, you know, they, they talk down through here of, of some of the things they talk about or as they sing about. It's not so necessarily, oh, is this, is, have they sung this before? Did Moses sing this before, the song of Moses? You can think of, uh, like I said, there's Exodus 15, and, and for sake of time, we're not going to turn there. I'm just going to give you the, you know, the question mark that I wrote on the side of my Bible, and that's something I want to research a little bit more. But when is this song of Moses, when, why is that even important? Well, who is Moses? Well, Moses is the the uh, the servant of God. You know, he's he's obviously commanded by God to go and deliver the nation of Israel out of bondage, out of oppression. And there's uh, you know plagues that happen, and there's mighty things that happen, and there's a wine press event where a great reaping takes place of all the firstborn. 
of all of Egypt or anybody that doesn't have the blood over their doorpost. Huh. So you can see here now that, again, this is more of a representation of what this, why would they sing a song of Moses? Well, they're singing a song of Moses because they're Israelites. Whether they be, uh, you know, before Moses or after Moses, like these, these are people now believing Israel, the remnant, very small amount of people. There's obviously 144,000 of the nation, but whoever these are this in the sea of glass here that have gotten the victory uh, and most often than not that victory is achieved through getting their their head removed they're singing this song of Moses and it just got me thinking about deliverance from out of bondage they know that the great deliverance is coming so they're singing this song of Moses because they're about to be this times of refreshing are about to happen they're about ready to get their promised land this covenant land that was promised Abraham. It's coming. It's called the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. And his people, which are called by his name, will finally humble themselves and, re and turn from their wicked ways. <laughs> and he's going to come and deliver them. So that's why they're singing a song of Moses. Whether or not it's found in Exodus 15, or is this the song that of Moses in Deuteronomy 32? Uh, to me, it makes no difference. You know, it's interesting to kind of look at and stuff like that. But it gives, again, it puts the focus directly on who this letter is addressed to, who this prophecy and all these things are addressed to. They're singing the song of Moses. So let's, let's finish it up and see what they, they have to say here and sing in this song. And the song of the Lamb. So it's the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb saying... Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? I, don't, I wonder what tune this is to. I have no idea, but it's a powerful message. For thou only art holy. For all nations shall come and worship before thee, for thy judgments are made manifest. The nations of the world once again will come to Jerusalem to worship Jesus, King Jesus, who rules and reigns as prophet, priest, and king, the high priest over the of the millennial reign temple and everything else that has to do with that. As again, see the seven part series, and it's down in the in the comments section, or not the comments, but in the description below, you can see um, a link to the millennial reign series if you haven't watched that. But this judgments, they're going to come. All the nations are going to come and worship before him. For thy judgments are made manifest. And after that I looked, and behold, the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was opened. Look at this. And the seven angels came out of the temple, having the seven plagues, clothed in pure and white linen, and having their breasts girded with golden girdles. And one of the four beasts gave unto the seven angels seven golden vials full of the wrath of God, who liveth forever and ever. It's, this is the final seven judgments that are going to be poured on this earth out of vials, out of these bold judgments, these, this, these, the containers. And if you think about this, you, you think about the, you know, there's no um, dilution of it. As we said before, the, uh, what was that earlier? There's the mixture. It's without mixture. It's pure wrath of God in these seven judgments that are about to be come in uh, chapter 16 here. Full of it. And you could just think of this just overflowing of pure, righteous 
wrath. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power. Now, this is also something interesting because when Moses uh, came down out of the mountain, there was great smoke. When he came out of the, uh, the, the tabernacle in the wilderness and, you know, the God had met with him and, the, you know, he shined bright and the smoke filled the temple and the train. You think of Isaiah and you think about, I think it's Ezekiel, and you'll, they'll see these, these, these things of the, the smoke filling the temple. When Solomon dedicated the temple, when all this stuff was being dedicated and the smoke filled the temple where they couldn't even come into it. And here it is again. The temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God. All encompassing. You think of smoke and it permeates every crevice and everything. That's the glory of God. It's, it's, it's everything. And no man was able to enter into the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were fulfilled. I believe that this is the same, you know, I, I really do believe that this temple, you know, God can do anything he wants to do. But I believe that this temple, during the millennial reign, is the same temple that's going to be on this earth. And no one's going to be able to come through that until these seven final judgments and this great reaping of the winepress of the wrath of God happens at the battle of Armageddon, as some people know it, as they come down through the Valley of Megiddo from the north, foolishly thinking that they can do something, that they're, they're going to defeat the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. But they will not. He will reign victorious because the book has said so. All right, so next week we're going to get into the seven vials, the seven uh, bold judgments. Um, it's going to go from that, and then it's going to talk about Mystery Babylon and, and give a more of a description of that. And uh, here in a few weeks, we'll get in, we'll start wrapping up the, the, the study, which I've, I've enjoyed. I hope that it's helped you uh, see, some of the, see some distinctions that make you understand what this period is and who this period is for. And understand that this, you now, as an ambassador of Jesus Christ, to make all men see the fellowship of the mystery is to warn every man of the judgment that is to come. Don't preach anything else but Christ crucified, understanding that there's a time to come where there's going to be great wrath poured out on this earth. Daniel's 70th week is coming. Who knows when? But uh, be out there warning every man. Everybody. And as you, I, I hope this has helped to like open your eyes. I know people talk about Revelation and they, they think, oh man, you know, the, this, this fascinating things that are happening. But I want you to see that one, we're not here. One, this is, uh, there's a distinction between body of Christ and remnant Israel. I want you to see all those things, of course, but the main focus is to warn every man of this wrath and this judgment that is to come. And with that, uh, we'll get back into it next week. Let's go to the live stream uh, chat section and see if anybody's got anything to say. I want to put some comments in there, so go ahead and write your comments or ask your questions or just say, got nothing, praise the Lord, see you next week, Lord willing. You know, whatever you want to put in there. So we'll give that a few mo uh, moments here. Uh, 
Nothing. Nobody? All right. Well, give it a few more minutes because there's a about a or about another minute or so because there is a lag. Oh, praise the Lord, Brother Ken. Brother Ken Larson says, good study, brother. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, again, all praise, honor, and glory to the one that's worthy of all praise, honor, and glory. And um, again, just hoping to just, to, my, again, the main focus of this these studies is not to just be like, wow, I know so much now. You know, oh, that makes so much sense. But it's to just get you to understand, to go out and tell others that there's a judgment that is coming. Please tell. All right. Maybe I should uh, try to refresh this page. Oh, I didn't even have to do that. I can just, well, I thought I could refresh just the, the comment section, but I guess I can't. I thought you could over there on Facebook. Maybe not. My dad posted over on the discussion group. I know he feels bad, but it's not that big of a deal, Pop. I know he probably feels bad, though, about that. Let's see. What did he say? <laughs> he said, oops, sorry. Again, nothing to be sorry for, Pop. I'm just, I'm glad that... Uh, well, I'm glad I still have my earthly father and uh, that he can call me and you can call me any time of the day, Pops. No matter if I'm right in the middle of a broadcast or not, doesn't matter to me. All right. Well, I gave it a few more minutes to allow time for the lag and also for anybody to write anything. Well, that'll be it. Okay. Um, well, if you got any comments or anything like that and you just want to think about it or you um, don't get it in in time or you have a question that you wanted to think about a little bit longer, you can always put it in the comments section below, right below here um, on all the videos. You can write it in as a comment. Please like, subscribe to each of the channels. Uh, I would appreciate that greatly. I was talking to Brother Ken today. Uh, my YouTube and I don't know if this is because of people just getting off of YouTube. I don't know what it is. But um, I told him, I said, since we started uh, this study on the book of Revelation, my subscriber account, which he correctly reminded me, it's not about the, the numbers, but my subscriber count has gone down by about 50. And uh, so either people are getting off of YouTube or maybe we, we're striking a chord here. I, I don't know. I, didn't, I don't think I've said anything that's... Uh, well, maybe some people are having uh, trouble with it because it's uh, it's not uh, traditional dispensationalism, I guess. So maybe that's the problem. But as he reminded me, thank you, brother Ken, again for the admonishment that it's not about numbers. Where it's not the you know whatever the results are, it's up to the Lord. So and I appreciate that, brother. But please like, share, and subscribe. You know, and if you if you appreciate the channel. Um, you can always uh, write me a note here, like I said, in the comments, or you can write me an email uh, at any time at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I never mention this. I never mention this, uh, but uh, I just kind of thought about it, and I was like, if you want the opportunity to donate to the ministry um, on the YouTube uh, 
page, there is a link for a PayPal account. Or if you just want to reach out on LTMBIY at yahoo.com and want to ask, you know, if you want to support the ministry in some sort of way, you know, paying maybe for internet cost or or something to that effect, um, I don't expect it. Um, I have never, I don't request it. I don't put it in the bottom of my videos, but it is available if somebody's wondering if you'd like to do that. But again, not expected. And um, that'll be it. Well, I love you too, Pop. All right, that's it. That's it for tonight. God bless you too, Brother Ken. And uh, be safe on the road, brother. He's an over, overland trucker. So uh, please be safe on those roads. Uh, and that's it. Love you in the Lord. God bless you. Thank you for joining me on Let This Mind Be In You. Like I said, next week we'll get into the seven bold judgments, the vile judgments. Um, Lord willing. All right, God bless you. Have a great night. And we'll see you next week, Lord willing.